Hello, welcome to Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust. My name is Mardia Umar. Thank you for joining. So there have been a lot of talks about the interim order of the Supreme Court to restrain the Central Bank of Nigeria from implementing the February 10 deadline to stop 200 naira, 500 and 1,000 naira notes from being legal tenders. And that was after three state governors, I mean the governor of Kaduna, Kogi and Zamfara, had in a motion expertise filed on February 3rd by their lawyer, Abdul Hakim Mustafa, senior advocate of Nigeria, prayed the APES court to hold the Central Bank of Nigeria Naira redesign policy. This might sound a bit confusing for some, but my colleague, Simon Echewafu Sunday, on the business desk, shared more light on the Central Bank of Nigeria and the Supreme Court matter. Good day. My name is Simon Echewafu Sunday, and I'm on the business team, Daily Trust. Okay, fine. The Supreme Court is right there to hear judgments, you know, hear cases that are brought onto it. And three states actually, you know, appeal to it, uh, I mean, wrote to it about this Naira crisis. And the Supreme Court has a legal right to hear the states out. And what we call ex-party motion is what has been brought upon to it. In every case, it's normal for uh, you know us to see this kind of divide. It is not the first time. There are even the fear subsidy. There were people that were really wanting the fear subsidy to go. There were others that said no. Yeah, Nigeria can't take out the subsidy. So in this Naira issue too, it's the same thing. Uh, the policy, basically, from what I've seen, is that a lot of people who back the policy say, yeah, the policy is good because it will curb a lot of Naira in circulation. Even in advanced countries, you don't see much of this money, cash in circulation. It's good for the cashless policy. And then those who are backing, uh, who are against this policy, do not outrightly, from what, on my own opinion, my observation, do not outrightly discard the policy. They are saying maybe it's a wrong timing, considering that this is a general election coming in two weeks or so. It's a wrong timing, but not outrightly that the policy is wrong. Uh, but so far... What CBN has done is right, and what uh, the the Supreme Court has done is right. Ideally, the International Monetary Fund has also called on CBN to extend, you know, the deadline from Friday, you know, up to uh, when they the think it's fine, and that is exactly what the Supreme Court has said. That uh, leave this thing. We are we are going to be hearing this case next week, so don't do anything on Friday your CBN deadline. Leave it to us to when we hear the case next week. So what the Supreme Court is doing is not like a permanent thing. It's just a kind of a, a directive to say, please halt whatever action you're going to take. We're not saying your action is wrong or right, okay. but just halt it first until we 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 sit next week, and then you can we can tell you whether you should continue or not. So it's not like the Supreme Court has stopped what CBN is doing. It's not so. Yeah. Okay, so but the idea that it had to be some politicians too, even in the APC, that had to take this case to court, does that not spell some form of divide in the political body? Uh, well, uh, I see the state governments, actually, Kaduna is one of them that went to the Supreme Court to do this. And uh, like, as you say, coincidentally, they are all maybe APC uh, governors. But don't forget that the Nera crisis so far has caused untold hardship to both APC, PDP and everybody. The 
ordinary Nigerian struggling to survive, the widow, the fatherless, and the street struggling to survive, who does not have cash, does not belong to any of this party. They are not cat carry members, yet everyone is suffering. So I think, apart from that, I, I think I recall in Borno State recently, the governor, Zulum, asked bank to either dispense the money or he will revoke their C of O. He's also an APC member. And in other states, like in Delta, PDP, the governor has also threatened to close all the banks. He's a PDP governor. So it's not about it. I think it's about what is happening. And uh, the governors are just only trying to be, you know, considerate or trying to empathize with the real thing happening with the masses. You could see the protests happening in Delta, in Benin and others in those states and even in Ogun State already. If these things are not, actions are not taken to pacify the masses, it could become a different, maybe like an answers. So I don't think it's more about the politics. Let's look at how it is biting first and then maybe there are undertones, but I really don't think uh, uh, for now I'm doing anything about that. And that was Simon Echewafun Sunday on the business desk of Daily Trust. At this point, we'll go on a break, but the show returns shortly. Do stay with us. It's enlightening. It's incisive. It's analytical. It's entertaining. It's educating. It's The Bearing, a podcast from Daily Trust addressing issues that have direct bearing in your life. Join us every week on www.dailytrust.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash daily trust. On Twitter at twitter.com forward slash daily trust. And on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daily trust. To listen in, join us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust. And if you want to listen to this episode from the beginning, of course, you can. All you have to do is get back to our website, which is www.dailytrust.com. You can download from there. You can also listen to our previous episode if you download from the website as well, or visit Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. All you have to do is type Nigeria Daily in the search box and you get to listen. So before the break, we heard from my colleague Simon Echevofu Sunday and he spoke about the controversy surrounding the redesigning of the Naira Notes policy. So since the issue of the redesigned Naira Notes started, a lot of people have weighed in on this conversation. Uh, my colleague Simon actually talked about jurisdiction, but who best to talk about jurisdiction if not the legal practitioners? And this has to also do with the Supreme Court. So we had a conversation with a legal practitioner and he explains to us in the legal term what this problem is all about. We asked him if one has to obey the other. I mean, CBN obeying the Supreme Court. And this is what he had to say. So in respect of the expert application filed before the Supreme Court and the orders made by uh, Supreme Court, uh, what people must understand is that expert orders are orders that are made to last for a very short period and usually for 14 days. And after 14 days, usually expert orders lapse. Uh, but in this case, uh, we're aware that the motion on notice which ought to put the other parties, the Attorney General of the Federation, on notice was also filed. And it's been adjourned to the 15th day of this month for hearing. 
So after the hearing of this application, the motion on notice, it means that this particular expertise would have been overtaken by events. And by that, it's the decision that the Supreme Court will make in respect of the motion on notice that will then hold sway. So it can be, it can go either side. It can be for the attorneys general of the states who filed as plaintiffs, or it can also go in favor of uh, the attorney general of the federation. But even more importantly, is the fact that there's a substantive suit, which is the main suit also pending before the Supreme Court. And that's the real substance of the matter. It's that decision that will then be the final decision of the Supreme Court. But be that as it may, um, the Attorney General of the Federation can also file what is known as a preliminary objection, saying perhaps that uh, the Supreme Court does not even have the jurisdiction to entertain the matter in the first place. So all of these are possibilities that may come up before the Supreme Court. But it's important to emphasize once again that the ex parte order or the order that was made by the Supreme Court yesterday is in the interim. It's not a permanent order. It's an order, it's an order that is going to last for just a short time until the 15th day of this month when the substantive motion before the Supreme Court will be heard and decided upon. It's also important to add that when orders of courts are made, as in this case, all parties that may have one thing or the other to do with that order are meant to maintain status quo. So in other words, um, the CBN and even other other, other agencies of government that may have uh, something to do with the substance that is before the Supreme Court are to maintain status quo and allow the Supreme Court to make a final pronouncement. Um, because if they do not do that, they may also be held in contempt, even though they are not expressly made a party to the suit. So now, some legal practitioners have expressed opinion that alternative to obeying the court, it is to compound ongoing anarchy and chaos in the land. So what's your opinion on that? Okay, so when a matter is submitted to court for adjudication, it is basically to prevent anarchy. And then the court can decide it one way or the other. Um, all of the interim orders that either the Supreme Court or the FCT High Court in the other matter has made in respect of these disputes are simply interim. And so interim orders are only meant to protect the subject matter that is before the court. It's to enable the court then proceed to then make a final decision that can go either ways. So interim orders are orders that are made in almost all matters, not just in a matter or a matter like this with a subject matter in respect of the legal tender. It's a procedure in court and all courts are encouraged to try as much as possible to make orders that will protect the subject matter until the final decision of court is made. So I do not think there's any anarchy that these orders will create. In fact, refusal to obey the orders will even create more devastation and more anarchy 
than anyone can think of. And if the Supreme Court, for instance, makes a decision, it becomes a final decision. And then any of the party that it doesn't go in its favor will still have no, no alternative than to obey that final decision of court. And that was Barista Yusuf Hamid, a senior advocate of Nigeria. So while the Supreme Court ruling appeared to have doused the tension scarcity of cash had induced in the polity, the federal government in the last 24 hours approached the Supreme Court asking it to dismiss the suit challenging the February 10 deadline set by the CVN to end the legal tender status of the old currency notes of 200 naira, 500 naira and 1000 naira. And with that, we have come to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. To all the people whose voices were heard on the show, we want to say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a daily trust production. It is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com, barsprout.com. You can even listen to us on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola. And in Mubi, you can listen to us on NAS FM 105.5. In Jos, you can listen to us on Unity FM 93.3. If you're in Hadejia, in Jigawa State, you can listen to us on Tawaba Radio 104.9. And don't forget in Badeki Radio in Mena, which has the frequency of 90.1. You can also listen to us by searching for Nigeria Daily on Apple Podcast. Google Podcast, Spotify and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram. We are Daily underscore Trust and on Facebook, you can find us at Daily Trust. Thank you so much for listening. I am Martilla Umar.